but I, I, I learned a lot from St. Paul Street Evangelization because just I felt like what I've kind of learned, I picked up and I, it just was, there was, I had some holes missing, you know, I, I wouldn't really go for the charisma, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like go, I just felt like I would love them by listening to them. I'd meet them where they're at and I would talk about God and his love for us and and but I, I at the time I wouldn't talk about like repentance, you know, how you guys have those cards too. Like I had that the the, G, the one with Jesus on the cross, and mm-hmm. and it just you turn back, you know, give a person a person that card, yeah. and on the back of it has the charisma, and you could just they could read this card, and I'll actually read it with the person, and I, I find those little cards helpful, just helping me. Get this the get those. It's so easy just to explain the charisma with people. Welcome to Stories from the Street. I'm Brian. Thanks for joining us today. In this podcast, my colleague Beth and I interview Reggie Portolano. Reggie had a profound conversion as a child after reading the Gospels and propelled him to be a missionary and evangelist around the world. Today, he's a husband and father in San Diego and also a regional missionary with St. Paul Street Evangelization. In this episode, we speak with Reggie about his testimony, his missionary journey, and his favorite stories from the street. I hope you enjoy it. Reggie, yeah, thanks for praying with me today and for joining us today. Beth, thanks for being here as well. So glad to hey, be Beth. with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Reggie, uh, there might be a lot of people who are listening who may not know your story. So um, one of the things that we teach is a three-minute testimony. So just if you wanted to be able to just give a short testimony about who you are, uh, that'd be great. So our listeners can know a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Yeah. yeah, my name is Reggie Portiano. I'm from San Diego, California. I was uh, born uh, and raised a, c- a cradle Catholic. Growing up, uh, our family would go to church uh, every week, every week, except my dad. And then around seventh grade, my dad, he left our family. This was in like in the 90s. And there was a recession. And my dad left our family. And my mom had a depression. Uh, it was uh, and she she was really sad. She wanted to kill herself. And, and during that time, like our family turned to God for help. We started praying more. I started praying more. I even, you know, started volunteering in seventh grade at, at the church more and praying the rosary. And um, just to work on my reading, I started reading the Bible. I got held back in the first grade and every year after the first grade, the assessment test, like I always, I was always scared of getting held back because I, I still had bad reading comprehension and, and, and stuff. And, um, so every year, like I, you know, I was getting, I, they were always telling me to work my reading and I, I just didn't really like reading big books. But, um, at that time I felt like, Oh, the Bible's a book that, you know, will read their whole lives. So I, I, I felt inspired to read the Bible and, um, the priest recommended me for for me to start reading the gospel, start the Bible and oh, the gospel. Uh, I thought you were going to say Leviticus. He's like, <laughs> if you can read Leviticus, you're going to be good to go, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I started reading um, three chapters a night, you know, a chapter is almost like just a page or so or a page and a half. So I started reading a chapter a night and uh, starting from the, from the gospel, the life of Jesus. And that's how I got to know, about our heavenly father and, and Jesus and his love um, for us and, and, you know, about forgiveness. And I was able to forgive my dad just through understanding, you know, reading, re- reading scripture. And 
there was a part in where I read in Psalms, I think it's Psalms, Psalm 68, five, it talks about how God is the father to the fatherless. And when I read that, those words like just really jumped out at me and really touched my heart because at the time when my dad left, I, I didn't feel close to him. I was like, Oh, sure. You know, whatever, go, you know, leave if you want. But something in my heart told me that I needed a father to teach me to be a man. And I remember when I read those words, I, I just, I just asked God in my own words to be my father. And um, uh, just reading scripture, get, getting to know God through scripture. Uh, that was probably one of the first encounters of, of, of experiences of, of, of God's, of God's love. And then a few fast forward, like in freshman year in high school, um, I was my, I went on a retreat and at the time my heart was just ready to receive, uh, whatever God had for me. And, um, at the climax of the retreat, you know, they had a meditation on the passion and they had music and I really felt God touched my heart and it was, um, I felt his love. I felt his mercy. I felt his presence. And, and after the whole meditation, you know, I was, I was, I was crying, like just swimming in my tears, you know, just ugly crying, like it's <laughs> not everything. But afterwards, you just, I just felt this complete joy and this love. And, and um, I'd say that was a moment where I knew God was real. I wanted to love him and serve him. And that's just a part of like probably the first like encounter. I really encountered Christ and uh, his love. In that, that is so beautiful. I love how personal it was, you know, a father God. to the fatherless and how you, you could have turned all different, you could have turned all different things to be a father to the fatherless. Right. Mm. And, um, the providence of that, the, the teacher putting, saying you need to read more, you picking up the Bible at elementary school age. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It That's is. so beautiful. Uh, Reggie, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have one sister. She's uh, five years older than me. Uh, did your sister have the same response as you in terms? Yeah, of she did same, actually. Yeah, we both. We both like uh, turned to God. I, you know, one of our cousins was really was really into their faith and was just, you know just all the people kind of guiding us and pointing us to God and and we you know we turned to God for help and and. Uh, yeah, there was just my sister, my mom. And you know what's crazy? My dad, what's crazy about that story, you know, I tell that story, but if I told further, I was my three-minute testimony, I was, I was further to go on. Like, you know, my dad ended up coming back to the family and my mom took him back for us, um, for me. And, uh, but then he ended up leaving again, you know, and that was in college. And, um, but I, and 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 then but then later on you know he got married and then divorced but then like i i and there was a point in my life where i was thinking like wow if you asked me about how my relationship with my dad was i just would shake my head and be like you know i don't know you know how i feel about my dad and stuff but like it's it my my dad my relationship with my dad now is 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 good we have kids um i have kids and so you know he he's he takes he, he he loves our, his grandchildren, and but um, there was a there was a point where we, my sister and I, we took him to do like RCIA, you know, because as mm -hmm. when he grew up doing confirmation, he got confirmed. Like I don't think he was really uh, catechized, you know. He got 
baptized, confirmed, and, you know, at a really young age. And he wasn't really catechized, but there was a point where we got to take him. My sister and I, we, we, we took turns going, taking him to RCA each, each week and stuff. And so now he's like, he's a, I would say he's like practicing. He goes to church and stuff. Wow. God. So God wants none of us to be lost. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's an it's incredible story. To the I, parents, through the children. That yeah. happens a lot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely resonated with me, Reggie, because it's, I'm surprised with how similar our stories are. With It was definitely at a ninth grade retreat, you know, at the pinnacle when they're bringing out adoration that I had the same experience of I had a real encounter with the Lord. And I didn't become a saint after that, but I definitely knew, knew it was God is real. And like, I felt like something, there was a metanoia. There really was a change in my heart that naturally continued to guide me towards God. So even when I fell away at other times in my life, but I, there was something deep that resonated with me that knew it was God was real and I wanted to be closer to him. And I couldn't continue living uh, both a life of sin and a life that was with God. And so what's also really cool is my own dad, even though, uh, my, my own parents were always together. There was a time when, uh, we weren't, we didn't, my family didn't always go to church, but it's, it was funny. My dad would never got baptized. So uh, I found out when I was in seminary, I had to write down on my application or something. Uh, and it came out that my, we found out that my dad had not been baptized. So eventually I became my dad's godfather as I encouraged him to get baptized himself. Oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> so trying to bring my dad back in the faith and that has just been kind of like an amazing journey itself. So anyways, just everything with uh, just encouraging, encouraging your own parents' faith, as well as, you know, just having that encounter with God in high school to know that he's real and how that's impacted you to this day is just something that's I resonate with deeply. Praise God. Well, what about just getting started with evangelization in general? I mean, I think there's there's different steps, right? I mean, you have this profound encounter with the Lord. You know, when did you make it an intentional thing that I want to go out and share and help other people come to encounter the Lord as well? So um, actually, after after college in 2005, 2006, I did a, a school of mission and evangelization with the Emmanuel community out in Rome. Um the Manu community is a recognized charismatic um, group group organization, a community uh, that started in France, and they had a school in, in Rome. It was from like October to July, and we studied the faith. Uh, there was about, you know, 10 girls, 10 guys from all over the world, and, and we lived in community, and we studied the faith and, and prayed, and we went on mission through throughout Europe and had little missions in, in 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 rome and so that right there i got i got to learn about uh more about my faith and also we went out street street evangelizing and did door to door and uh, i really like had grew like a love for for evangelizing just sharing the faith beyond to to speak to people like off the streets you know i mean or just to anybody about the faith i got really comfortable with um in doing that and then, wow. um, when when you went on missions, uh, was there a particular population you went to? Like you went to schools or you went to certain, you know, a certain group or was it just wherever you ended up? Yeah, we had th- for that school year, we had three big missions. We had one in Ireland in um, in uh, in Portugal and another one in or was it? It was in, in the Netherlands. And each mission was a little different. You know, like we, we one of them, we paired up with a school and we would go into the school. And a lot of them, you know, at the times we would, uh, we would, uh, 
we would go out into the streets. You know, Europe has big squares and stuff. And so, and we would invite them towards the end of the week where we'd have kind of like a a night fever, you know, Mm -hmm. and a big kind of a, like a fiesta style thing and invite Mm -hmm. people into the church to pray and and have adoration and stuff. Did you find language to be a barrier at all? You know, uh, well, a lot of the places, all the, mostly the youth, spoke english and and if like you spoke to somebody like a group of kids or so like there'd be one person who who could translate for you so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's awesome yeah i'm yeah. used to doing street evangelization here in the states and i'm like stumbling over my words in english talking to people <laughs> i imagine what it would be like to even with the language barrier how it is that would be able to to speak with people here where they're at and you know invite invite them to come to know jesus especially uh, back then awesome. i mean i've done evangelization with google translate in one hand on my phone and i'm like speaking and then it'll tra- translate and i show my phone to the person uh, but it's not it's not uh smooth but it, it yeah. is, is possible it's not smooth <laughs> that's amazing so how did you eventually end up with saint paul street evangelization becoming an own with us so it was funny, like when I got back from Rome, I, I tried evangelizing, you know, myself, like going out to, you know, Balboa Park, right, where I go now for St. Paul Street Evangelization. But the way we did it at the school was, was just a little difficult. I, you know, we would go, there'd be a group of us and we would sing praise, you know, in the square. And, you know, if people stopped or looked, you know, we'd go two by two and talk to them. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's the way we did. And so I remember trying to do that back here when I came back home and, you know, uh, or just going up to people kind of cold, like, and, and sharing the faith. And it was, I found it very, like, it was just difficult, you know? Um, and so, uh, uh, I didn't really go street evangelizing that much until, uh, a couple years, la- a couple years later, what was it? Like, I, I started getting involved about six years ago before my son was born. Um, I saw on Facebook that there was a group um, in Las Vegas on the streets of Las Vegas going street evangelizing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was like jealous. I wanted to go out, you know, I haven't been out in years since then. And I come to find out in the St. Paul, you know, I looked into the group and it was St. Paul street evangelization. And um, I looked you know, who's a contact here in San Diego and there was a contact at the time and I, I reached out to him and, and I ended up actually end up going with the, with the group, St. Paul street evangelization, uh, like when my son was born and, uh, we went out to, uh, the pier, there was a group that was, uh, had a booth at the pier, one of the piers at ocean beach, oceanside pier. Yeah, oceanside. And, uh, there was, it was just a great experience. You guys have the table out and, and stuff. And we had, a we had a canopy and, and, uh, I just got back into it again, and and uh, I I think the people who invited or who who are who are leading it they're kind of like surprised like wow like you kind of have already enough you already have experience you're already ta- like kind of talking to people having conversations with people and stuff and I I shared with them like you know just some of my experience and stuff as a missionary. There's a lot of evangelists there in San Diego area. Mm-hmm. We've had a number of teams and split off into another team. A couple of regional missionaries there. One yeah. one went over to Hawaii even. I think yeah. Our Marine, yeah, Kimberly. teams right now. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that you said is really funny is uh, 
a lot of people, when they join teams, I hear some team leaders say that when they invite people, they're a little nervous at first and like, well, just come out, you know, you can be there, you pray for us. You don't even have to be right at the table. You can be like kind of across the way or something, just praying for our encounters, asking, uh, interceding on our behalf. And then when you feel ready, if, you, if you've seen us doing enough, maybe you can come join us. And inevitably, most of the time, people are eventually get to the point where like, okay, like this doesn't seem as scary as I initially thought it would be. And I'm, I'm willing to give this a shot. I want to go. But I'm sure it is. A, that's a stark contrast between you just being like, I'm ready to get out there. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's yeah. do this. I want to start talking <laughs> to people right now and just, uh, and just kind of jump into it. So... Uh, we want more people to have that experience with street evangelization. Yeah. Did, did well, you find our method of listen, befriend, proclaim, invite? Was that naturally kind of what you were already doing, or was that? Yeah, that yeah. I was I was already kind of doing that already, like loving the person through listening to them and, and befriending them. And um, but I, I I learned a lot from St. Paul Street Evangelization because just I felt like what I've kind of learned, I picked up and. I, it just was, there was, I had some holes missing, you know? So it was great to like, just get together with other, with you guys and other street evangelists and learn more because there's just, there's a lot, there's still so much, you know, just to learn, you know, you can, we can learn from each other. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, do you think you can name some of those holes that you felt like were missing? Well, before the back then, I, I would, uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like, really go for like for the like charisma you know mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like go i just felt like i would love them by listening to them i'd meet them where they're at then the steps of like like going through the gospel i just mm-hmm. you know and i would talk about god and his love for us and and but i i at the time i wouldn't talk about like repentance you know and uh um, yeah. and that i would try to pray with them at the end you know but there was, just, there was just like some little holes where I was, I felt like I was missing stuff. Now it's like, yeah, you know, but the similarities of like loving them, listening to them, meeting them where they're at. That's what I would try to do. Just relate to them. I would re- try to relate to the faith with them. And just be, be a beautiful example to draw them nearer in that sense. Yeah. 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 And I, I, w- I would talk about God, you know, I would talk about God's love. I, I would always talk about his love, but I would, I would never like, I would never talk about, you know, you know, repenting and stuff. Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't do that now. Like I'll kind of leave stuff out, but like, there's just, there's just, it, there's more I've, I've learned, you know? So. Yeah. You know what, Reggie, I was actually wondering if that was the whole, uh, cause it, again, I'm just connecting. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I had experience, um, as a missionary, I used to go on the college campus and I did something very similar to what you did when you went out on mission before, which was we were the, the, the goal was more of an invitation for that than to come back and encounter the Lord at a different time, like maybe for mm-hmm. a big event. And I feel like St. Paul Street Evangelization, a lot of its roots are just this basic understanding. This might be the only time we get to see this person. Yeah. And and so we we definitely do encourage an invitation to come to church and maybe an invitation to an event that's definitely not... Um, excluded from a ministry but a lot of times when you go to peers and things like that um it you just i feel like most of our teams are just gonna have that one encounter and so the there is more a bigger emphasis on proclaiming the gospel and that's something that this i can definitely say with certainty that this ministry has challenged me to do more of since i've been a part of it and actually to be able to do it in a way that's that's still, it, it, when you put it in the context of listen, befriend, then proclaim, it's not, uh, that it's actually well-received and there shouldn't yeah. be as much fear as proclaiming the gospel 
as I had originally thought that, you know, that it wouldn't be received, but in reality, um, that doesn't seem to be the case. What's been your experience of being willing? You mentioned it may not happen. Every conversation is certainly true, but when it does come out, um, what has your experience been in like sharing the gospel? Well, it, it's awesome. Like how you guys have those cards too. Like I had that, the, the, G, the one with Jesus on the cross and, mm-hmm. and it just, you turn back, you know, give a person, a person that card. Um, yeah. And on the back of it has the charisma and you could just, they could read this card and I'll actually read it with the person, you know, and just, uh, and I, I find those little cards helpful of just helping me. Let me see. You have it. Yeah, I've been those metal cards with me. <laughs> yeah, Beth, Beth has, I'm sure she's going to go get some of the Jesus yeah, cards. I have some, some, I have it. Just, Sorry. Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? That makes it so yeah. much easier. Yeah. Get the get those. It's so easy just to explain the curriculum with people, and you can read it with a person, and it's mm-hmm. it's our faith right there, just on a little paragraph. And mm-hmm. um, I love it. I, I love that card. I love giving out that card, and I'll explain it to people too. And uh, but that that card has helped me out a lot in uh, in sharing the curriculum. And they'll always have a card to to you know reference to yeah yeah it is good and you like everyone should know it and we kind of know it yeah but so many times if you say what's the gospel message that you can the conversation can kind of go off into all kinds of different things about the sacraments and then uh, the inquisition and the you know all these other things that 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 really aren't part of this kernel of what we believe so being able to articulate that effectively, I usually give out the card and say, after you learn it, pass it on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Reggie, do you have a favorite evangelization story? I, I actually don't have a favorite. I just, <laughs> I have so many little stories, you know? And, um, but I'll share, I'll share this one story. You know, I have, I had a coworker, uh, you know, she was on fire for the faith and, and I asked her to come out uh, with me street evangelizing. And uh, so she started coming out and um, she was just like praying the rosary, just a prayer warrior in the background. And um, she came out a couple of times. And that's how I started too. When I first started evangelizing, I was, I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing either. And I just started as a prayer warrior, like, um, and I would just pray. Uh, and then after a while, you just kind of get a, a hang of it. And so, and so she, she did too. She started getting a hang of it. And, but, and now she's like, she's just praying, you know, speaking, talking with everybody. Um, and she'll pray with everybody. And it's great because she speaks Spanish. She's a Spanish speaker. So we have a lot of Spanish speakers here. And, and so, she, you know, she'll end up praying with a lot of, you know, Spanish speakers with, uh, um, and yeah, uh, I've just had great stories with her, great encounters with her, uh, you know, just, uh, people off the streets and stuff, but there's all these just little stories. It's just, it's just amazing to get out there. Uh, you feel like unworthy, you know, it's, it's such a great joy to, to share the faith and share the gospel. Can you tell us what it, that. yeah. Can you tell us what it was like? We, it, um, I, I should have it pulled out. Maybe I'll find it while you're speaking, but I know recently, uh, since COVID began, you went to Walmart, uh, and had a little prayer station set up. What was that like? Oh, it was, it was actually, yeah, it was great. Um, that lady who I uh, was just told you about, she, she came out there. Um, we went out there. I, a couple, the couple days before I was at the Walmart, uh, I, I asked the manager if I could set up and, uh, she agreed to it. 
And so we got out there uh, around three to five. And uh, I wanted to, there, there was shade at the time. So I wanted to make sure there was shade because I didn't want to be sitting out in the sun. And we just we just took the, the little sandwich board and, and put, you know, kind of adjusted it to say prayer station. And, and we had little signs in our mask and we just made ourselves available for, for, for people, uh, for us to pray with people. I didn't realize that's where you were outside of Walmart. There you are. Yeah. Oh gosh. Walmart's a great place. Walmart's a great place to evangelize. Even if you like next time you go to Walmart, I just encourage you like it, whether you're shopping, just to ask the Holy spirit, Holy spirit, who do you want, you know, lead me to someone to lead me to someone, uh, for me to, to pray with them or so. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and ask that person, you know, can I pray for you? Do you need prayer? Um, but that that day we were just out in the front, and uh, actually the, in, in that picture, those two people that was like their first time coming out, and it was just it was a great experience. It was a great experience. But there's another there's another picture of the woman, and she's really praying over somebody. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised to hear you say it's her first time. She was she seemed very bold in the way she was praying for people. Yeah, that um, that lady, she was she's been. She, yeah, she was been studying and, and reading up about like healing and evangelization. Okay. And so she was like really excited to, to pray, to pray over people. And uh, actually that person that we were praying for that person, I think she was, a, um, yeah, I think that person, she was struggling with addiction or she just was, she's been clean for a bit and, and uh, she was just praying for just for more, you know, more God's grace and stuff. And, oh. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Can you tell our listeners and some of the other team leaders, what is the process? Like, how did you like get it? So that Walmart said, okie dokie, you can come here. Like, what did, did you write a letter? Did you just knock on the door of the manager's office? I mean, what, what did you go through and what did you say? Um, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to be like very difficult. And, and, and so, but I was there like shopping and I was like, I was kind of, I, well, I, I was heading there to shop and, and maybe ask. And so I ended up, I ended up did asking. I went to the, you know, the the place where you return stuff and they direct me to a manager and then that they direct me to another person. And then I got the head manager, I guess. And, and I was like, yeah, do you, do you mind if I come and set up on Saturday and just, we're going to have a little prayer station and um, you know, I'm going to set up, not, we're not going to be selling anything or we just want to, make ourselves available to pray with people and so she's like yeah sure and um, that that was it as easy as that yeah you just just gotta ask and um we work off a little bit to the side we we didn't want to be right in the front of people and try to Mm -hmm. block you know block traffic or block people so we just Mm -hmm. just were out there and it was it was it was great you know the time went time went by so fast Uh, we prayed we prayed for a lot of people and, and there was a, a lot of people who, 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 you know, denied prayer too. Or like, you know, no, it's okay. I don't need prayer, but yeah. it was just, it was awesome. That is cool. It seems like the easiest first step, you know, people yeah. want to pray. If you would have said, I'm going to set up this evangelization station. So people would know the Catholic truth. Sometimes that, that seems too much of a conflict, but you know, you start with prayer. Um, you know, yeah. I, especially now, because people, they really need prayer. They need to know the gospel truth um, as this, as a gentle invitation um, mm-hmm. to to come to what God is. God's going to heal us, going to heal all of us. Yeah. Amen. 
I mean, just even thinking about Reggie's story, my own story, I mean, we came to know God was real through an encounter. And so that, that what a beautiful way to and encourage that encounter, facilitate that encounter, and, and then move into proclaiming and inviting people to come to know Jesus even more after praying with them. So there's already this underlying assumptions that you could speak about, but then when you're praying with them, it's just like, there's assumptions that God exists and he hears you and he actually cares. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. those are all things that you're kind of assuming when you're inviting people to pray and they accept it. And so after that foundation of, of that, bringing them into that space and that uh, belief is then you can encourage them to offer to have more of that, uh, to have more yeah. of that and to make that a bigger part of their life than just that moment. Yeah. Do you just, use so, that? Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. And just like when you pray with people, maybe they might not need like, physical or healing or so but like you know just even emotional or mental healing right there's a lot of people you we encounter who who are you know are stressed and have a lot of anxiety so just to pray for god's presence or pray for god's peace upon someone or his love it's like they get you know for us we almost kind of take it for granted like oh or yeah you know but for some a non-believer who's never experienced it it's like whoa what was that you know Mm -hmm. that's for sure I was wondering, you know, the, the father to the fatherless, that part of your testimony. Um, and many people during this time are feeling abandoned or feeling lonely or feeling God mm. is far, far away. Mm. I'm wondering if, if that part of your testimony came out as you were praying and talking with people. Oh, um, I, you know, I would not, I actually, when I give them my little, you know, three minute testimony, I'll, I'll share that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the other things I noticed, Reggie, that you were doing was uh, playing playing music. You mentioned that's actually something you began with and began doing with SBSC. That didn't go away. And uh, on even on Facebook, you've been going live and doing some praise and worship. Uh, you know, what's what's that been like? What's your motivation behind music now as a means of prayer to God? So yeah, um, I started going live like a little bit after the quarantine started. And I just, I just felt the Lord call me to, to do it, you know, to, to go live and, and to praise and um, to pray for, to end this pandemic, to pray for uh, all those who are, you know, struggling with fear, anxiety, and depression, and also doing it now to praying for peace, you know, praying for peace in our nation. Um, and uh, just praising God, I, I really think it's like a secret to life, you know, just that attitude of gratitude. Um, and it's really, if you think about it, when you praise God, like you're loving God, you know, with our with your whole body, your your mind, your heart, your soul, your 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 being. And um, whether we think our voices might sound physically good, like when we praise God, when we sing. Uh, you know, with a joyful thanks to God, it's like you're lifting up your heart and soul to God. And, and, and whether we think our voices are beautiful or not, like, like our heart and soul will always be beautiful to God. And uh, I, I really think it's, yeah, just a secret to life, just, and it, it helps you to grow in love, you know, just more like, wow, like, like, you know, um, yeah, in just joyful thanks of what God doing you know, in my life, you know, God is with me. God does love me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, if you could praise God, praise one thing, praise God during the good times. Um, 
when everything's going your way because God is with you and he loves you. Uh, praise God during the hardest times of your life because God loves you and is with you. And during those hard times, God's going to give you the strength and courage and, and wisdom to, uh, to push through those tough times. And, um, and when you praise God through the storm, it's just, you know, you're trusting in God. It's, it's just, it's just very powerful. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. And, and music's so powerful. You know, you, you'll, you'll hear a song you, on the radio that you might not want to get stuck in your head. And you're like, <laughs> and then you're stuck in your head. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this song's horrible. I don't want to start singing this song, but like, you know, music with a purpose where you're, you know, lift you praising and blessing the Lord and, and it's, it's just it, it's uplifting to the heart it is. it's just powerful. is that is that something you're still doing reggie yeah i'm, I'm still doing it um I, I don't get me wrong i'm not delusional i don't think i sound like amazing <laughs> <laughs> but i just feel the lord called me to do it and um you know like uh and and you know, I don't, I don't always have like a, a bunch of viewers on there, but you know, I know people could watch it later. And then, you know, sometimes there'll be someone like a friend of mine who, uh, who I'm not too close with, but on Facebook and, and they're watching it, you know, and I, I might not know if they're religious or not, if they believe in, and, and, you know, I just, I just, I don't know. It's just, it just, yeah. uh, I feel the Lord called me to do it. And so it's I'll stop when he tells me to stop. Beautiful <laughs> ministry. Can I give you a couple of words from one of our popes? Okay, yeah. So um, John Paul II uh, wrote a letter to artists. And he talked to all oh. the different artists. It's a beautiful, beautiful letter. And when he's talking about music, especially music that's, that's praised, music that lifts, uh, that talks about God, talks about the truths. This was his quote. This is where the beautiful was thus wedded to the true so that through art souls might be lifted up from the world of the senses to the eternal mm. so there's just this sense of music lifts us trans you know it's, it's mm. it lifts us up to god in this beautiful way um it, it just it's a way that we you know we're so on this earth and so sensual you know everything about our senses and earthly and the transcendence transcendent power of music yeah. good music music with truth is mm. so powerful so that's so, it's a beautiful gift that you have it's a beautiful gift it is praise god well, Reggie, that's our time for today. I can't believe it went by that fast. <laughs> I told yeah, you it would go by wow. fast. I know, but just thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing. I hope, uh, you know, people are able to, if they search you on Facebook, just, uh, yeah. just Reggie, maybe, um, maybe I'll just even put a link to your profile or something on the comments. Okay. Yeah. So we'll be able to find you even message you, ask you questions, especially if you're in the, in the San Diego area, get it, reach out to them. Uh, yeah, reach out to me for sure. That'd be great. You even find Reggie, if you go to our website, shootevangelization.com, you can find locations that are near you that are also going out and doing shoot evangelization. Uh, and that's also where you can learn how to become a great evangelist yourself. We have an entire school dedicated to become a great evangelist. Those steps that we spoke about before, the listen, befriend, proclaim, invite. We walk all of that through with you. Uh, and we even have a free coaching session that you're welcome to sign up for once you're completed. So we encourage you to just go to our website, sign up for our school and become a great evangelist and partner with us so that we can continue to share the gospel in the States and around the world that uh, definitely needs to hear it. All right. Thanks, everybody, uh, for God being bless. with us. God bless. Bye. God bless. Thank you. <laughs>